0: I found a dollar on the floor, so eat peace.
1: Oh, have a good day.
0: Whoa. It's Monday. <laughs> It's Columbus Day, which we'll talk about here in the holidays, but I'm sure a lot of you are at home right now, just enjoying your day off. Yep. That doesn't mean you get a day off from listening, so stick around.
1: Hey, we don't get days off.
0: Right? We're here. You should be here. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up on today's show Can Christians Be Funny? uh is toys r us making a comeback and the aftermath of hurricane florence but first it is october 8th and that means we have some holidays to celebrate right mo
1: that's correct you've already alluded to our first one well not even alluded you just spilled flat the out said it it's columbus day because
0: it was a secret <laughs> people didn't know
1: Maybe they woke up this morning and forgot why they had the day off work. They just didn't care. And they were like, you know what? It's, it's a day off. It's
0: lovely. Lovely day off.
1: And it's our job to remind them. So why do we celebrate this, ho- this holiday?
0: This is, isn't it crazy how much um, our thoughts toward this holiday has changed since we were kids?
1: Um. Yeah, but that's because as a as a society, people are more offendable, and that yeah, really bugs me. True. Like, okay, Christopher Columbus invaded the Native Americans' land and took over, and blah blah blah, yada yada yada. I think everybody's okay from it now. Let's. Yeah. Let's. That's, chill. I
0: mean, I mean, he did do some other pretty heinous things, but. That aside, even um, even one of the head writers for the Daily cost which is typically very liberal, uh, a very, very liberal uh, online publication, has said, you know what? Let's back off a bit.
1: Right. Because
0: even though he did some terrible things, pretty much everybody at that time was pretty terrible. Yeah. There was stuff all over the world, slavery all over the world, terrible injustices everywhere he was able to bring the civilization to America, which would eventually lead to, how he put it, all these progressive ideas that are counterculture to, you know, <laughs> conservatism or whatever they're against now. Right. So, so, hey, let's let's go ahead and celebrate Columbus Day. It doesn't mean we have to celebrate the man himself, but let's celebrate uh, what came from that. So, you know what, if that's the closest we can get to some sort of Peace on the matter. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I agree.
1: I'm just, you know, I'm so glad. I am so glad that we need like a person to tell us that it's okay to celebrate a holiday. <laughs> well, we do. that we can't just as people be bold enough to be like, guys, it's cool. I'm celebrating. If you don't want to, fine. I won't judge you too much. But it's I'm gonna enjoy Columbus Day and continue to teach my children about Christopher Columbus. Whether you think that's right or wrong, <laughs>
0: um, for those of you who do have issues celebrating Chris or Columbus, Columbus Day, Day as it is,
1: uh, people. Matt a is lot not of people trying to offend you, right? No, no, no. Of course not. You know, <laughs> I We, we understand. I understand
0: <laughs> completely. Uh, I'm up in the air on it myself. But a lot of people, you know, say if you don't want to celebrate Columbus Day for the person, celebrate it for what it represents to us now as a celebration of discovery, of exploration, of courage, of innovation, which is basically, this is the only holiday that celebrates those kind of things uh, on a national level. Yeah. And uh, so if that's if that's how you want to focus on it, that's a perfect way to do it. Of course, there are some other uh, options of what to call today, which I believe are the next two, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep, we have indigenous people people's day
0: yeah which is what officially i think it's only officially uh that holiday instead of columbus day in washington like washington state like they don't celebrate oh, columbus they don't day celebrate columbus they celebrate day at indigenous all. people's day yeah
1: as well as native american and day. the native
0: american day uh very cool yeah but i think the last holiday on your list might be the most important holiday for October 8th.
1: Well, you know, we need to we need to put this one at the forefront of our <laughs> day. Um, this is really why we have the day off of work. So that as as a society, as a whole, we can just come together and be more aware. Um,
0: right, because this isn't even national. This is a world holiday. Yeah,
1: this is a worldwide right? holiday. We should holiday. all be celebrating. It is, absolutely. It is celebrated and known and revered across the globe. Um, today is world... Octopus Day. Um, and I'll be really honest. I'm not certain if we're trying to save the octopi or if we need to eat them. So figure out your own heart and where you sit on, on this day and decide whether or not you need to go make sure that, that the octopi that are living in the ocean are being well taken care of. Or if you want to go to Red Lobster and enjoy some calamari. Whatever you decide.
0: I don't like the, the, the plural form of octopus. Octopus.
1: Octopi? Because it
0: makes me think of an actual pie full of
1: Octopus? fish guts.
0: Yeah, it's
1: Well, a couple weeks ago, we're standing in... I want to say it was Walmart, but I could be wrong. But we're standing in a store, and Mila is talking about octopi. And she's saying octopuses over and over
0: and I'm like, i like that's that not is, right I guess, I guess that is worse yeah yeah so
1: and i'm telling her every time she says it i'll correct her octopi she'll say to get octopi she's telling a story telling us something and the cashier behind the register is just chuckling at me thinking and i know she's thinking yeah it sounds horrible to hear a little kid say that word. So, <laughs> it's octopi.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. So what you said? You what? said you said eat calamari. Yeah. Calamari is not octopus, is it? Yeah. I thought it was squid.
1: No, it's octopus. I'm googling it because okay. now you have me guessing, second guessing myself.
0: I'm only I'm only thinking that because I worked in an Italian restaurant and we served that as an appetizer. Uh huh. And I was fairly certain they said it was squid.
1: I'm pretty sure it's Fried octopi. calamari. Oh my gosh, it's squid. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so forget everything that I said. <laughs> Go save the octopi. I don't think you can actually eat octopi now that I'm thinking about it. Can you eat octopi? Google. I
0: see grilled octopus on here. Yeah? Yeah. Ugh. Huh. Ow. Whatever. Disgusting. Both of them look gross.
1: Ew. <laughs> People eat live octopus.
0: Oh, my gracious.
1: Ew. Okay. No, thank you. We're saving them. That's what today is about. <laughs> World Octopus Day is about saving the octopus. Okay. So do not eat them. Do not mistake them for calamari because it is not. That is technically squid. Um,. And, you know, you learn something new every day, October
0: 8th. Oh, man. All right. Before we continue <laughs> on with our show, our show today is brought to you by the e Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Joshua Powell three Christmas plays and one Easter play designed to be the length of an average Sunday morning worship service at a church. They're all written with a small to medium-sized congregation in mind and they require about 15 performers, props that are either readily available or easy to make, and can easily incorporate some musical talent from a congregation. It's a fantastic way to get your church involved in a project together this Christmas. And best of all, the cost of this ebook is just $4.99. Get it online at Barnes & Noble. Apple Bookstore or smashwords.com or visit backrowradio.com and you'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. Also search for it on Facebook.
1: Hey, that's a steal.
0: It is. Goodness gracious, yes.
1: That's a $4. dollar 99,
0: a play. Pretty, yeah, like $1. twenty-five a play. Yeah. That is not bad at all. Wow. Uh, especially seeing as most of these plays are, if you bought one from like I don't want to say another company that might potentially be a sponsor in the future. Who knows? But (laughs) uh, some of these bigger faith-based organizations that sell these plays. Yeah. It's like 50 bucks just for the one copy of the director's thing. And then they don't let you photocopy the scripts. You have to buy individual copies. At like twenty dollars, twelve to twenty dollars a piece.
1: Okay, can I ask a very serious question here? <laughs>
0: Does anybody really do that?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I know that it goes against like moral character and whatnot, but <laughs> how? Like, okay, they say that you're not allowed to photocopy them, but is there like a special ink that doesn't allow you to photocopy it? That that all of these <laughs> things are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Sometimes they watermark them. Okay. Which at least inhibits your ability to see them. Yeah, you got to figure slightly. out how to
1: read through the watermark.
0: Yeah. Basically, you just have to cop- photocopy it with a very lighter resolution. And so the text will still show up, but the watermark won't show up as much.
1: <laughs> you didn't hear that <laughs> There you folks. go. There's your
0: thieving, your thieving tip of the day. Thieving tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but with Easy Church Holiday Plays, you don't need to thieve. Exactly. It's, it's five bucks. And uh, they I've been told that once you purchase that, uh, they will make sure that you get a PDF copy as well to print out as many copies of the script as you need at no additional charge. So, Joshua Powell. Can't beat that. Is legit. All right. Okay, so last week we didn't have our normal shows Mm -hmm. uh, because I wound up having to go to Dallas impromptu Mm -hmm. uh, on the day that we typically record our shows. So I put together a bunch of very small episodes that uh, I recorded myself throughout the week with continuing updates of my dad. Okay. Um, And so where we last left off with my dad was he uh well just we'll do a whole recap of the whole week in case you missed it
1: yeah because i missed it
0: um (laughs) i didn't yeah i didn't even tell you i was doing that did i no you didn't Um, you did not say that that, at all um (laughs) (laughs) so my dad of course if you've been listening since basically we started the morning show Mm because this is how we've been talking about since the beginning uh each monday is that uh, my dad has cirrhosis of the liver he's had it for about uh six or seven years now uh, but it's gotten progressively worse. And uh, he's been in and out of the hospital, up and down, with issues getting uh, more and more troublesome. Well, um, a week and a half ago, or about two weeks ago now, I guess, by the time you're listening to this, he had a very sharp drop. Like, just all these problems came that he's had just increased exponentially in a very short period of time. Uh, To the point where once his liver doctor in Lubbock, Texas uh, saw the results of every test that was run on him here in our local hospital. He called my dad and said, look, I'm just going to lay it out there. We have to get you a transplant soon because you have roughly two months to live if we don't. Uh, So he set up this meeting with a transplant surgeon that would speak to us but he was in dallas texas and he wanted family members to come as part of the discussion because he knew that my mom and dad would be you know kind of emotionally Mm -hmm. racked and he wanted to make sure there were enough people here to catch everything that he said so with all of us in the room between us all we'd all have heard everything so i wound up going my nephew wound up going and uh and my aunt and my grandmother came down from oklahoma city As well, so we had a good group of people there uh, to support. And um, basically, what we were what what we were told was that they don't normally put people on the transplant list that are over sixty five, sometimes up to seventy, if they're in really good health. Well, my dad was seventy two, and he is in very poor health. Um, But they were willing to put him in the hospital in Dallas. And try to build him up to get into a point where they felt comfortable putting him on the list. So that's what they did. They spent several, several days um, working on all these different things that, that were wrong with him. His potassium levels, ammonia level, his kidney function was almost at zero. Uh, and so they just kept building him back up. Um, and there was basically a team of doctors that was going to decide if he's a viable candidate to be put on the transplant list or not. And last we left off, uh, last Thursday, I believe I told you that we were supposed to have found out already, but they came in and said that they needed to run one more test, which was a scope into his heart and see how his heart was doing. Um, they basically told, told them, though, if, if uh, that scope came out clean, they were going to go ahead and put him on the list. Um, so we, uh, we did that. They, they, you know, I'd I'd already, I'd already been back, but they were still doing that, doing all those tests up there and they checked his heart and his heart was fine. But while they were in there, apparently they went down and scoped his liver again and they found some sort of blockage that they hadn't seen before. And so they didn't know what it was. So they needed to test that. Uh, And it came back benign. It came back as nothing terrible why we didn't tell us that for like two days but (laughs) fine so after all that panic and worry it was fine and so they they've put him on the list um which is good Mm -hmm. um but it's only really like honestly the first hurdle because we still have to get a liver within the next month and a half maybe two more months um before things really get out of hand or get bad because he's already signed a dnr he's not going to be put on machines if he starts spiraling out of control uh, they're not gonna be able to just keep him alive yeah uh sustain him um so this is the weird part like so so we're good we're we're okay uh with that and we're we're ready they're gonna have to my my dad and mom are living in Oklahoma City right now, uh which is only two and a half hours away because they can't come all the way back here, which is like you know, seven hours away uh because they need to be closer to the hospital
1: that's so, okay the, the... It is. The geography is so weird to me. Yeah. I don't understand how Oklahoma City is only two and a half hours away from yeah, Dallas. It
0: really is. <laughs> um, Sorry. It might be three hours, but it's really around there. Um, but here's here's the really strange thing. And it's something i never heard of, and I've never seen it publicized online. Of course, I didn't search for it, but typically this is something you'd see. Uh, my dad is signed up for a trial thing that they're doing. A study that they're doing where essentially they are taking, because typically when you do a liver transplant, it's from someone who has just passed away. Mm -hmm. Like they're just passed away. Most of their organs are still functioning. Right. And they take that liver out and they rush and they put it on ice and put it in its sustaining methods or whatever, then bring it to somebody who needs it. Mm -hmm. Well, they have been doing experiments by taking livers that have ceased functioning, Dead livers. Putting them in their little cryogenic chambers or whatever. Pumping them full of blood and bile and whatever that it needs to function. And basically reanimating livers. Hmm. They start functioning again. And they've already been placed in what this doctor said. They've already been placed in about 45 people. Really? That are up and walking around the Texas area. Wow. And they're wanting to put them in 150 people for this test, but they also have a control group of 150 people that are going to be given typical livers, whatever, so they can't rush it because you need to have a blind study. Mm -hmm. But uh, it sounds so strange. It It does. It sounds like the beginning of a zombie movie, Mm. doesn't it? You got all these zombie livers coming back, putting them in people that are just going to eventually become the walking dead and that's how the movie starts. Right?
1: Shut up. <laughs> that's not exactly. Gosh. What it like. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> no thank you. I feel like there are a lot Wait. of things like and and it's the time of year, you know, Halloween is, is is this month. There are a lot of scary things that I can do, but for some reason I and we watched The Walking Dead. Yeah. We I've never, stopped watching I do not it. Have, but I anyway, do not have
0: the stomach for zombie stuff.
1: I, zombies, I yeah. It's like real life thinking real life. There are a lot of things that I could do. I could do someone breaking into my house. I'm going to kill you dead. <laughs> I, I can do a lot of those things that horror movies are made up of. Yeah. But for some reason, zombies, I just, I feel like I'm going to fall into the fetal position and just give up i don't know what to do because there's so many well obviously because they're not real but there are so many theories as to how you kill a zombie and what you do and none of them ever really work
0: they just keep coming
1: back they do uh i'm not okay with this
0: Lighthearted. not all right lightheartedness aside uh things seem seem a little bit more hopeful than they did uh earlier last week so we'll see we'll see what comes to fruition uh, from it mm-hmm. what's been going on in your life Mo this past week you
1: know I don't even remember now all that I can, <laughs> can't even think about it all I can don't think is zombies just don't that's, even talk to me that's all I can think <laughs> um no well you know okay so I'm wearing long pants long sleeve shirt that says Baltimore Ravens and flip-flops today so that means one thing it's officially fall in Clovis, <laughs> at it least is. for today. Right? Yeah, it's
0: only going to get to sixty degrees today. <laughs> at that's least a, for today. That's almost that's almost Christmas weather.
1: I right, <laughs> but it'll probably be ninety tomorrow. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm surprised more of my family is not sick. <laughs> this type of weather always brings sickness. Oh the yeah, up and down and up and down. Yeah. Um. Mila has a really nasty cough, like really bad, which I was cool with until i saw daedra last night yeah. and yeah turns out she was very close to having pneumonia and the only symptom that she had was a cough yeah and now went to the doctor and has fluid on her lungs and so all mm-hmm. night last night all i could think it was crap i gotta take my daughter to the doctor if this cough doesn't get any better
0: <laughs> yeah daedra's daedra's popping antibiotics steroids yeah, that's she's what taking she was an saying. inhaler all kinds of crazy stuff yep yeah
1: she said that she was at work and she was just coughing and and her boss comes over the intercom and is like, uh...
0: Go home.
1: <laughs> do you think you should go home and go to the doctor?
0: <laughs> yeah, good thing she did.
1: Yeah, that's um, what I told her. I said, well, yeah. I'm glad that you did, Lordy Day. That could have turned into pneumonia. like
0: Yeah, or like walking pneumonia, yeah. which is harder to diagnose. But if you leave it untreated for a long time, can kill you. Yeah, I mean, it could just as easily just go away but I mean it I know I know what happened to my brother my brother had walking pneumonia for nearly a month and didn't do anything about it and went to the doctor and said I'm glad you came in because you were about to get seriously bad wow Um, yeah see
1: and that kind of thing worries me Mm -hmm. like why don't we have a a vaccine for pneumonia
0: yeah I don't know
1: you know you hear about all these well I guess because it's not
0: bacteria it's an infection
1: well yeah you hear about all kinds of other stuff (laughs) all this other stuff that we get vaccines for i mean truly what is hpv anyway why are we vaccinating which i'm not vaccinating my child with hpv but well now they're like saying that i don't know what it is more than okay so it's this new vaccination that preteens have to get it's the human papillomavirus that's what hpv stands for Mm. And when you enter into your preteen years, you get this vaccine, and it's like a, a series of three shots yeah. that you have to you have to take, and like dozens of teenagers have died after taking having this vaccine, and yet they're still giving it to people. Hmm. So Chris called. Topher had to have his vaccines done at the beginning of the school year, and Chris called, and he's like. Hey, they're doing this HPV vaccine. They said that it's optional, but I just go, at, I went ahead and signed it. And I was like, no, <laughs> tell them they cannot give that to him. And Chris <laughs> is like, uh, okay, hold on. Um, no, th- he can't have this one. I can hear him on the phone telling.
0: <laughs> t- <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I should have called them first. Yeah. I'm so sorry.
1: Do not give him that one. And I heard the lady go, okay, good. We're not allowed to advise whether yes or no. We're just allowed to tell you what options are available. <laughs> But now that you're saying no, I'm glad that you're saying no. And he's like, why Why are they even giving it an option if the people are like, no, you shouldn't have this done?
0: Uh, well, speaking of kids being kids. Oh, gosh. It looks like we don't have to grow up just yet. What? Owners of Toys R Us uh, and their remaining assets are looking into reviving the toy business, including the Babies R Us brand. Uh, And that was revealed by the company uh, in a court filing early last week.
1: Okay, this proves that God answers prayer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, back in June, of course, uh, of this year, the beloved toy store chain closed its doors for good as a part of the bankruptcy liquidation, which crushed thousands of hearts across North America. Uh, Especially all of us that grew up in the 90s. Uh, My (laughs)
1: heart was one of those hearts. Yeah.
0: In addition to the store closures, uh, 33,000 jobs were lost in the process. Wow. Uh, Toys R Us was prepared to auction off the rights to its name. Uh, Also, its uh, beloved mascot, Jeffrey the Giraffe. Um, But it pulled out in the last minute. The company's controlling lenders say that they intend to revive the business behind the Toys R Us and Babies R Us brand names, which means that they may... Uh, be able to refill many of those lost jobs, uh, in the end, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, Toys R Us lenders decided to reverse the bankruptcy auction after speaking to controlling parties and later came to the consensus that the brand was just too valuable to give up, which I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just takes a refocus, man. We just got to refocus on how we're going to do things.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, 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 did you go to a Toys R Us during the liquidation?
1: You know we did, yeah. But it really didn't seem like a liquidation.
0: Was it so full of stuff?
1: It well, it was full of stuff, and the prices really weren't that.
0: Mm. So it must have been early on in it then, because because yeah. the actual liquidation took months. Did it? Uh huh. <coughs> um, I went. I went in like the last, uh, within the last two weeks. Okay. I even remember hearing the guys closing, uh, or the guys working there saying, "Look, in two weeks we're actually closing the doors." So we've got to get the rest of this stuff out of here. And there was still quite a bit of stuff, but they were marked down significantly at this point. Really? Yeah.
1: I think that we went we went twice in the process. Right when it first announced. Because it was a year ago, yeah? Uh,
0: half a year. Well, if that. About June. They'd been talking about it leading up, but June was about the time when the actual stores started closing. But a lot of them extended the time that they were doing it because they just had a lot of stuff left still. Wasn't that long? And bless you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, okay.
0: But I had that feeling just like in 2012 when Twinkies were no longer going to be a thing and they were gone for several months. Yep. And I thought maybe the Mayans were right. I didn't get this the right is giving reaction. giving me an I
1: allergy attack. We <laughs> got to stop talking about it.
0: <laughs> it's manic Monday everybody. We're going to sprinkle in a little more of the rock and roll to get your Monday morning started with a, a headbang and good time. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo here on Back Row Radio. Glad to have you with us. Our show today is brought to you by the e Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Joshua Powell. This book is packed with four church plays that run 30 to 45 minutes. If you tried to buy even one play like this from one of the bigger companies, as we talked about last hour, just one book and the rights to perform it would cost you about 50 bucks. Plus, you aren't allowed to photocopy them for your actors. But with this book, this ebook, you're getting four amazing holiday plays for just $4.99. Plus, when you purchase the book, you'll also be able to request a PDF version at no extra charge so you can print as many script copies as you need for your actors. It's a deal that you just cannot beat. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, or Smashwords.com or visit BackrowRadio.com and you'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. Also search for it on facebook it is time for five random facts with mo bring it
1: all right number one grapefruit juice can interact dangerously with a number of medications
0: and yet a lot of old people drink grapefruit juice yeah or is that just a stereotype of old people i don't think i've ever actually seen an old person drinking grapefruit juice
1: that wasn't uh, that wasn't on tv I don't know that I've ever even heard that stereotype, Matt.
0: Oh, I have. Really? Old people and grapefruits? Yes.
1: We'll see. Okay, so when I think grapefruits, I think okay. of my mom because there was a diet. Oh, the grapefruit was, diet. Yeah. 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 But and Weird she, Al even
0: made a parody song about that.
1: I mean, she would eat a whole <laughs> grapefruit for like breakfast and lunch <laughs> every day.
0: <laughs>
1: every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> grapefruits are disgusting.
1: I like grapefruits. No. And recently... Chris and I did the hard-boiled egg diet for two weeks let me just go ahead and let y'all know it doesn't work
0: <laughs> um,
1: just keep on eating your regular food don't <laughs> don't put yourself through the agony of this but anyway you eat a couple hard-boiled eggs and a grapefruit oh. for breakfast and now I'm thinking crap I'm on a few medications <laughs> did that grapefruit counteract with my medications?
0: But yeah, seriously, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic did a parody to Zoot Suit Riot called Grapefruit Diet.
1: Really? Grapefruit Diet. Diet.
0: Throw out the pizza and beer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can remember my mom doing that, and as I was doing this hard-boiled egg diet and cutting my yeah. grapefruit every day, I'm like, uh, "Oh gosh, I've definitely become my mom."
0: <laughs> I have tried. I've tried grapefruit on multiple occasions, and each time thinking, "I've matured." Surely my taste buds have. Surely they'll enjoy this.
1: I like grapefruit. No. I like it. It's the worst. No, I think it's good. Okay, next one. The Dutch army had only one tank during World War II. Wow. I feel like that would be more interesting if I knew more about World War II. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And how the Dutch played a role in that. Um, the cardboard sleeve on your coffee cup is called a zarf.
0: (laughs) Zarf. It sounds like, do you remember Pinky and the Brain from Animaniacs? Yes. Didn't he say narf?
1: Yes. Narf. Yep.
0: Something zarf. Yep.
1: (laughs) Aw, Pinky and the Brain. So whenever I ask Chris, tonight, I know whenever I ask Chris, what are we gonna do today?
0: The same thing we do every night, Pinky.
1: Trying to, Trying take, over to take over
0: the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh Aww. man. Okay, we're nineties kids. <laughs> in Stockholm, they have a lottery system where good drivers can win the money; bad drivers pay in fines.
0: That's fantastic. I
1: think that's amazing.
0: That's fantastic. Of course, it pays I'm probably off to not be a in the driver. good driver file. I don't know. Ooh,
1: but at the same time, it pays off to be a bad driver. Because the more that you poorly drive, the bigger that lottery is going to be. But it doesn't pay end. off
0: for you. You ain't going to get any money because only good drivers can win oh, the money. Oh, that's
1: true. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. This is what Chris and I would do, mm-hmm. right? One of us would be the bad driver and the ah, other one would be the good driver. There we go. See? Yeah. Yep. ah okay last one it's more stressful to be a waiter than a neurosurgeon this was found by a study
0: i completely believe that especially during the lunch and well usually the lunch rush the lunch rush is worse than the dinner rush
1: well i feel like a neurosurgeon has power to tell people around him to shut up and give him like
0: that's true. Yeah, you don't have any Give power, me a, a peaceful,
1: leader. calm mm. work setting. I am performing surgery here. <laughs> Be quiet.
0: Well, here's what I hated. As a, <clears throat> you know, when I worked in the Italian restaurant, dinner rush was great. Because dinner is like three hours long in most people's opinion. You know, it spans a time. Mm. Lunch is only noon to one at yeah. a restaurant. And people come in expecting to get a full like 45 minute hour long dinner experience crammed into 25, 30 minutes. And I have just as many tables with just as much food being ordered. And I have to do it twice as fast for these people to get out and get back to work. That was stressful as heck. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I hated working the lunch rush. And I was so bad at it, thank goodness, that they stopped putting me on it regularly. (laughs) I think I had one week a month where they made me do like two or three days. But gosh, it was the worst.
1: Yeah. The worst. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you've got, I mean, okay, so a neurosurgeon has the potential of someone dying on his table, right? Yeah. As a waiter, you very well have the potential of someone dying at your table as well if you get their order wrong and they have a deathly allergy. Yeah, to especially something. at
0: that one that I had because it was it specialized in gluten-free food. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I remember some of the yeah.
1: stories of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: and one of my mistakes happened on the lunch rush. <laughs> like, here's your sandwich. That is not the gluten-free bread. Don't eat it. <laughs> Hold on. Mixed up the sandwiches. Yep. Oh gosh, yeah. No, I totally get it. Those every lunch rush, I wanted to quit my job. Yeah. I loved dinner, even during the rush during the busy times. Lunch, I wanted to kill myself.
1: So this is just even more reason for us to urge our children to aspire to be surgeons rather than a (laughs) waiter. It will be less stressful on you. I mean, you only have to go
0: to college for forty-seven years, but once you do.
1: Then, you're then good. you get to
0: pay back all those student loans uh-huh. with all the money you make.
1: But your job <laughs> is less, it's stressful. less
0: stressful than aware. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh we got some artist updates. Shane and Shane say the love when audience me- or sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shane and Shane was reading it like it was supposed to be something different. Shane and Shane say the love when audience members share verses of scripture with them after shows uh They appreciate it. Unless the verse of scripture is Amos 523, which says, take away from me the noise of your songs to the melodies of your harps. I will not listen. (laughs) Uh, And David Crowder has become a pizza genius.
1: What?
0: Thanks to Big Church Night Out, the well-known Christian artist was able to live out his dream of being a pizza genius with Little Caesars, a sponsor of the yearly concert tour, uh last week and up till now crowder is releasing several videos documenting his visit to little caesars as an employee for a day
1: very cool crowder come to clovis <laughs> we have a little caesars
0: yeah little caesars right across from where we're recording right yeah. now
1: Yeah, uh, come on crowder you <laughs> know those a, people really yeah. could use his help
0: i'm sure yeah yeah you know what if you hit them at the right time little caesar pizza ain't bad
1: No, no. And surprisingly, the right time is after a Friday night football game here in town. Yeah. And they get like 20 people coming in, Mm -hmm. but they are on it. Mm -hmm. They have got all the pizzas ready. Mm -hmm. They're hot. They've got the crazy bread. No, but you call them and place an order for a day later for 25 pizzas.
0: That ain't happening.
1: And it's going to be 15 to 20 minutes late every time. Yeah. (laughs) Every time.
0: Now, still, being able to crank out... 25 pizzas in about 20 minutes still not a bad hustle
1: it's not a bad but they forget about it but for real i mean we've (laughs) used it multiple times for two of the ministries at the church and And every single time without fail it was one
0: time one time they got it right (laughs) one time we got there and they were all waiting for us we're like oh But every other time... No, no at it's like, that
1: point, we all just stood and we were like, wait a minute, is the rapture happening? Hold on.
0: <laughs> but every other What's time we walk here? in, we're like, hey, I'm here for the pizza. Well, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> How? Why? It's just going to be a big nightmare. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Something about hell on earth. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Matt told me I could no longer go and pick up the pizza from Little Caesars because you'll just because I'm mean.
0: <laughs> you, you have no decorum. Like, dang it, people!
1: <laughs> this it's is your hard. job. I called yesterday and I called this morning to remind you, <laughs> and you assured me both times that at five thirty they would be ready for pickup. And I am here at 540, giving you a 10-minute buffer, and it is not ready. Not ready. Where's your manager? Oh, your manager is the 19-year-old that I'm talking to? That might be your problem.
0: Oh, all right. But now that we've lambasted our local (laughs) Little Caesars,
1: I do want to say
0: it's really cool that Little Caesars is a sponsor for the big church night out.
1: I agree. That's really neat. I agree.
0: Because I don't know Little Caesars to be a particularly religious company. No. Like, you know, we think of Chick-fil-A, clearly, and In-N-Out and stuff like that as having religious ties. But I've never really heard that about Little Caesars yeah. before. Um, that's pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Let's see. I still think that we need Crowder to come here, though.
0: Yeah, Crowder. Come on. Make us some pizzas.
1: That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool! Put us on the map! We need something to put us on the map.
0: <laughs> There's a comedian... Um, for dry bar comedy, which is the comedy thing that Vid Angel puts out. And they got several, several comedy specials, and they're all clean, you mm-hmm. know, comedy things. Not all Christian per se, but clean. And there's one that <laughs> was talking about the different pizza places. He goes, I love Papa John's pizza. But Papa John's pizza, a large one topping is gonna cost you like fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And you gotta go get it most of the time. Meanwhile, down the street, Little Caesars Caesar's is there saying, I'll do anything you want for $5. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Little Caesars is the prostitute of the (laughs) pizza world. It is. Oh, man.
1: Never fails, Little Caesars, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and my stomach is revolting. I can eat any other... (laughs) kind of pizza but for some reason it's little caesars and i'm like as i'm eating but when it you're eating as well, it you're like hey yeah oh. as i'm eating it i'm like this is pretty good i know that in four hours i'm gonna hate my life but this is pretty good <laughs> but
0: in the moment i'm happy <laughs> little caesars is the best when you don't pay for it when it's someone else brought in and it's like a pizza party of little caesars and stuff oh my gosh i'll eat a whole pie
1: I feel like that's true about anything. It's
0: possible, but it's when very you don't noticeable. Pay for it, it's but it's good. very noticeable with Little Caesars, though. Yeah. Because when i most of the time, when I buy my own Little Caesars, I'm like, this was not worth the $5. This is garbage. This is so yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So it's just it's a it's a weird dichotomy with Little Caesars. It is, but for now I'm going to be happy with them because of their (laughs) sponsorship choices. Yes. Uh, All right, switching gears entirely. Yes. Uh, We are going to be talking about the aftermath of Hurricane Florence, which honestly is still going on. Oh yeah. Um, There's I think there's actually new evacuation orders that have just come in for some parts of South Carolina, because the floodwaters are starting to pour. Into their rivers and mm-hmm, lakes mm-hmm. now. And the water levels are rising.
1: I feel like that's something that... So, I grew up in the East. Yeah. Grew up in North Carolina. And I have quite a few friends who are in North Carolina now. But they're stationed there through military. So, they're not local.
0: Mm, bumpkins. Not, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, they are not Carolinians.
0: Carolinians. Tar Heels.
1: By blood. Um, so, they are freaking out over the whole hurricane as it's coming in. And I have to decide whether or not to tell them, you know, it's not the hurricane that's going to really cause all the damage and, and the stress. It's going to be the aftermath of the hurricane. It's going to be the flooding. Mm-hmm. That's what always gets specifically Eastern North Carolina. The The ocean side gets a lot of the hurricane, right. you know, they'll see the, the tide waters come up and, um, the side effects of an actual hurricane, but for weeks after sometimes even a month and a half after (coughs) Carolinians are living with floodwaters in their home. I think that, and everybody seems to forget that every year. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This it's, I'm still saying, yeah, there's still a bunch of pictures online where just the waters are just going nowhere. It looks like, um, So far, uh, 49 people have died as a result of Hurricane Florence. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are fish just scattered, scattered all over highways and whatnot where waters receded really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big dead fish smell throughout a lot of North Carolina. Uh, There have been reports of monstrously large mosquitoes. Yes. Which, that's enough that I would move. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they you know actually, what? That's the final straw. They sprayed
1: for those mosquitoes yeah. statewide in North Carolina. Um, I'm not sure how far west it went, but I know that it actually went as far as Goldsboro, which is pretty, it's pretty inland. That's about four hours inland. Wow. So they had to spray for those large mosquitoes. Gosh. I think it was last last week, two weeks ago now. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Yep, just which the then thought. of course made a whole bunch of people sick because they're sure. using these well, pesticides to spray. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep.
0: Goodness but. gracious! No, yeah. that's. I mean that. I would. <laughs> there would be a point if I was surrounded by monstrously large mosquitoes, where I'd be like, "Okay, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm just done. Yeah, this is it. Life is over," yep. because I would be panicking. Um, three to four million farm animals are estimated to have drowned in this yeah. thing. Three to four, 3.4 million Mm -hmm. Uh, damage is above $50 million right now and still climbing. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people are still without power. There are some more tropical storms on the way or Mm -hmm. Gulf storms on the way that are going to impact even worse still. And then uh, there are so many organizations, though, out there passing out meals and supplies. Lots of relief efforts are still ongoing. Um, there's, uh, unfortunately, even though there's so many out there, it's still causing problems, which of course that's always the saying is that the relief efforts are usually the second tragedy after something like this. But, um, there's, there was a food, there was a Baptist, uh, ministry and I don't remember the name of it now, but that was just in one town and was giving out lunches uh, and it gave out like something like 40,000 lunches. But there were almost 100,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And so people were getting into fistfights over the meals. And yeah. it was becoming this riotous situation. And, of course, it's hard to get police there uh, as there's so many problems going on right. all over the state still. So this is just, I mean, it's a tragic thing. But uh, we could always use more, more, uh, more donations, more help. Uh, Michael Jordan gave the largest donation so far, which was two million dollars. What's his home state? Yeah, because okay. yeah, <laughs> that's where he grew up, of course. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's that's a that's a huge donation. Yeah. Um, but but you know what? Any little bit can help. Uh, there's so many great uh, so many great ministries and charities out there. Of course, you can go to American Red Cross. That's always a safe bet. Um, but uh, do what you can. Let's help our our neighbors to the. Uh, well, <laughs> our neighbors—you might be in there. Who knows? Right. But they're, you know, our neighbors. I mean, to we the we east.
1: actually have quite a large listening base. That's from true. North Just because of you. You're welcome.
0: Just because of you, well, we love y'all, North Carolina and South Carolina, mm-hmm. and even what's the next state over that's having the problems?
1: Uh, was Florida. It, Virginia? Oh, yeah,
0: Florida. It's Virginia, is what I was thinking. of, yeah. I think. Yeah. But uh, hang in there, guys. We'll get there. Yeah. Things I will recede. say
1: that the growing up as a North Carolinian, that is the one thing that I think is the coolest thing about that state. I don't know whether it's a good thing or not, whatever. But every single year we're hit with flooding and hurricanes. You know, this time of year, every year we know it's coming. I can remember, you know, school's only been in for like six weeks. Yeah. And we know at this point, okay, we're probably going to get a couple weeks off because <laughs> there's bound to be a hurricane, at least one, and we're going to get some flooding. So we're getting some days off.
0: And I figured that must be the case when I saw some photos of there's several houses that are built that way. They're built up on like uh-huh, stilts, on stilts pretty yep. much exactly, just to avoid flooding. That's yep. crazy.
1: But what ends up happening every single year, we get these floods, we get this... Damage in the aftermath. Every single year, the communities come together. Yeah, they make each other stronger. They build each other up, and by the following year, when the the next hurricane rolls along, the houses are pretty much back to normal. At that point, people their lives have returned back right. to normal. Um, that's I think that's what I love about North Carolina is it's very community based. Everybody is there to help one another, um, especially in Throughout the month of September and October during monsoon season as our, <laughs> our rain is yeah, pouring outside. We're getting rained right now. on right now. Um yeah, you'll just see a lot of people come together. I we my sophomore year of high school. So I don't know what year was that, Matt? 2000? Two thousand?
0: thousand one. Sophomore was two thousand two, I think.
1: No, we graduated in oh three.
0: No, I graduated in oh four.
1: Oh, I graduated in 03
0: Okay, so you were a year ahead of me in school then. Yeah. So so yeah 2001 2001 um, 2000 to 2001 i guess we Ended had
1: in the hurricane of the century and it was hurricane floyd hmm. um and it took out entire towns within eastern north carolina it had traveled the furthest inland that we had ever seen a hmm. hurricane and People within I grew up in a little itty bitty town called Aden and right next to us was another little town called Grifton. Our towns were so small that our high school was Aden Grifton High School. Mm. The two towns were put together wow. and that made our high school. Um, but those two towns, people were traveling by boat from one house to the next because floodwaters were so high, we were under so much water. Mm. That was the only way to check on check on people in their homes to get them supplies and to yeah. get them food and yeah, traveling by boat. People were sitting on their roofs, uh, the roofs of their house, to try and get out of of the floodwaters in their homes. Yeah,
0: I remember seeing stuff like that at the for that Houston flood last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, people, yeah, people driving around in their boats. In yeah, and, which is weird.
1: Yep, that's cool.
0: all right. Well, uh, as you hang in there, let's mm-hmm. give you some good music to do it with. Uh, it's Manic Monday So we're going to sprinkle in Be a little more heavy handed With uh, the the rock music in our mix this morning When we come back Having faith and being funny Stick around Morning show. Here I'm back radio. Matt and Mo in the studio today. <laughs> and our show today is brought to you by the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Pastor Joshua Powell. Three Christmas plays and one Easter play, designed to be the length of an average Sunday morning worship service at a church. Let me tell you about one of them. One of them is called Bethlehem's Inn, set in the days leading up to the birth of Jesus. Marcus owns a small Bethlehem Inn, but longs to expand his business in order to move to Jerusalem and open an inn there. His views, or He views the current census as an opportunity to raise the money needed to do just that. His sister Becca, the manager Philip, and the hotel staff are all struggling to understand his new vision for the small inn and how to make it a reality. After Marcus denies two special guests a room at the end, he begins to second-guess his plans for the future. This play is charming and funny, and now is the perfect time to get this and three more amazing plays and prepare for Christmas. And, um, and amazingly, the cost of this ebook is just $4.99. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, or Smashwords.com, or visit BackwordRadio.com, and you'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. Also, search for it. ...on Facebook. So here's the news, folks. Here's the news. The Christian hip-hop community was rocked last week with the news that one of its most influential gospel rappers, Thistle, uh, real name Tyler, was shot. Uh, Now in recovery, this MC is sharing details about what actually happened. Uh, Tyler revealed that the bullet entered his left thigh, fragmented in his leg, and and, uh, the broken pieces exited in three different places on his inner thigh and groin. The single bullet also entered his right inner thigh and broke his femur bone. Uh, The former drug dealer turned evangelist was armed and said that had he not retaliated, he might not be alive. Uh, Doctors said the rapper will be out of commission for at least another week, and it could be up to three months before his leg is completely healed. But instead of harboring hatred against his perpetrator, uh, Thistle said that he still wants to see these people get saved. Uh, Thistle has a fantastic testimony if you ever get a chance to uh check it out online uh and some good music too we'll try to pipe some of him in on uh, hip-hop hump day this week
1: hey that'd be cool
0: uh (laughs) next up the chinese government is supervising a five-year plan to make christianity more compatible with socialism including a rewrite of the bible Uh, The Reverend Bob Fu, a former Chinese house church leader who immigrated to the United States in 97 and founded the persecution watchdog organization China Aid, provided great detail uh, during a house hearing last Thursday about a plan enacted by leading state sanctioned denominations in China to sinicize Christianity. As China's crackdown on religion has seen many house churches demolished and thousands of crosses removed from churches nationwide, Fu warned up front that what is happening right now in China represents the highest degree of persecution for independent faith groups the country has seen in decades. And what's crazy about all of that is that despite all that persecution, China has more Christians uh, percentage-wise than America does. They're exploding with believers over there.
1: That's really cool. Um,
0: so we need to pray for our brothers and sisters yeah. over in China as the scrutiny is getting more and more intense. Yeah. Lastly, uh, some people that you love, Chip and Joanna Gaines what, what? of HGTV and General Life fame.
1: Um, of Waco, Texas. Chip yes. and Joanna Gaines of Waco, Texas.
0: Can, can I finish? Because yeah, Waco ahead, sorry. Is in the next four Sorry, words. sorry my bad. <laughs> has, <laughs> have invited a Waco pastor and his congregation to hold their Sunday church services at Magnolia Market at the Silos. The congregation from Church Under the Bridge in Texas has had to move their church due to construction. And after hearing the news, Chip Gaines offered up the use of the lawn at Magnolia Market, free of charge. The pastor at Church Under the Bridge, Jimmy Dorrell, also said the couple donated $51,000 to the church's Mission Waco nonprofit grocery store.
1: Way to go. Yeah,
0: isn't that cool? Way to go. I put that story in just for you.
1: You know, I just feel like that's what we need more in the world. It's just people who are... Gen- genuinely concerned not only for the nation but let's bring it to a smaller scale and just be concerned with our community and mm-hmm. how we can impact and help them mm-hmm. you know and then not being a hoarder with the things that God has blessed us with and use them yeah you know absolutely um and I feel like that's they're allowing them to use the lawn at Magnolia and their donation of mm-hmm. you know, We all can't donate $51,000. We get that. Yeah. You know, but there are things that we have that we can use to donate that other people could use more than we can use. Absolutely. You understand what I'm trying to say, Matt? I do. Okay, got it. Spreading
0: that love and that joy. Yeah. Of the Lord. Yeah. So we've been doing this morning show for several weeks now. Oh, gosh. And uh, we have quite a few people who have joined us on Back Row Radio that weren't listeners to us. When we were the Back Row Baptist podcast hey, before well, the that's show, cool. uh, so they might not know uh, about our philosophy about placing an equal focus on humor and healing. Uh, a lot of folks, just in general, don't understand how the two could mix. Uh, they don't see how the two really go together. How can we have humor and serious topics at the same time? How can we take a serious faith and be uh, funny people? Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, you know, to a lot of people, that seems almost sacrilegious. Yeah, or or at least Um, offensive Mm -hmm. to serious faith Uh, but to me honestly I don't see how it could be done uh, any differently Uh, especially when we read stories like a couple of them that we just talked about that are just so terrible Um, how are you going to survive life without trying to find some humor in it Uh, at the same time we were looking at the aftermath of Hurricane Florence Um, you know how are you going to survive that kind of stuff without having a a uh, almost flipping attitude towards hurricanes like we talked about before. They had big signs up that say, hey, Florence, kiss my grits yeah. over their windows and whatnot. You gotta, you have to find the humor in this. Uh, we're living in a nation right now divided over things like Brett Kavanaugh and abortion debate. Oh and, and all this kind of stuff <laughs> that we've been talking about for years. And it feels like mm-hmm. uh, just, I mean, it's so, so emotionally draining just to exist in our current social media driven world that we would go nuts. Yeah. We're, we're so totally overrun with things that upset us and worry us that if we don't do something to laugh, if we don't find something to laugh about and someone to laugh with, we are going to go out of our minds.
1: Absolutely. As
0: some of us in America clearly have already. Right, It seems apparent. Yeah. Um, Like, for instance, uh, for those who don't know my testimony, uh, several years ago now, over... uh, Well, about a decade ago. Over a decade ago, um, I was uh, arrested. And uh, I spent a little bit of time in jail. Six months in jail. Uh, If you want to hear my whole testimony, you can find it online in several places. But um, I remember sitting there... And I had to take a long car ride, a six-hour car ride to the state uh, facilities that I was going to. And so I'm sitting in the back of this car, handcuffed, and just miserable about everything and thinking about what the future was going to be like and having no idea what was coming next and thinking that I had ruined all my life and that God would never use me again and that my wife might leave me and all these kind of terrible, terrible things that Mm -hmm. you're worrying about. And in that same time, up in the front seat were the two guys that had come to get me fiddling with the XM radio, and they couldn't stick on a station. So they just kept moving over. And as they kept changing the station, I heard a bit from Brian Regan, which is my favorite comedian, my wife's favorite comedian. And uh, it was from a show that we had just recently listened together. I heard uh, a... Weird Al song <laughs> that I had just recently discovered and heard it again. Uh, and then I heard a, a, a song from the last movie that my wife and I had watched, which was, I believe, an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and sitting there thinking about all those good times that we had and the laughter that uh, I shared with my wife, uh, it it just felt clear to me that God was using just that weird little satellite radio <laughs> uh, moment to say, Hey, it's okay. We're going to get through this somehow and I even found myself enjoying listening to these things in my car ride to jail. You know, and that's that's uh, that's how I had to spend those 6 months is finding humor, finding finding things to laugh about. My wife and I wrote to each other a lot while I was in there and in our letters we made it a point to doodle cartoons, goofy, ridiculous, stupid things. Uh, I'm remembering a, uh, a gentleman turtle, a turtle <laughs> with a cane and a bowler hat that I drew, uh, <laughs> just, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm picturing a thousand different things just rushing in my head, a thousand different doodles that we've done. Um, Deirdre did some really funny ones of me. Uh, she made little comic strips of me doing things. I mean, it was just that kind of stuff is what gets you through the pain gets you through the worry and uh, it's stuff that I needed. And of course now, you know, we've talking about my dad who's facing his mortality and you know, it's really easy to just be doom and gloom, the whole family. It's really easy to just be doom and gloom and be nothing but miserable. And everybody sit there in worried silence at the dinner table or whatever. But instead we sit there and we tell stories and we tell jokes and we laugh and uh, we poke fun at each other. And that's how, We cope, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you shared a story on the podcast about a year ago of a similar situation, right?
1: Yeah. It's actually been two years. It's
0: been two years?
1: It'll be two years, the 31st of this month. Yeah. Um, But again, for those who don't know Chris's mom, my husband's mom, um, passed away two years ago, October 31st, from a 13-month... Um, struggle with cancer. Hmm. And so um, we, as a family, my husband and I are military, so we are stationed here in New Mexico, and our family is back home in Tennessee. And so throughout those 13 months, we went home quite a few times, and even though we weren't there daily, we could see my mother-in-law digressing. Her health was just... it had depleted at this point, you yeah. know, she was tiny, um, looked nothing like herself. The last time that we went home before she passed away, um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had come and visited us here in New Mexico. And then we traveled back with them to Tennessee. And my brother-in-law had told my husband, their brothers, he told him, I just want you to be very aware. Mom does not look like she looks. You're going to be shocked when you see her. And so when we walked in the house that that one time, it was a a shock factor. She had lost so much weight. She just looked nothing like herself. And then that was in August, and then she passed away that October. And so when we went home, um, my sister-in-law, April, and I, we are very, very similar in a lot of ways, which go figure two brothers married women who are very similar, but we have a very similar outlook on life. Whereas, um, much of the family was sad, which of course they've lost someone who they love. And you know, many of my mother-in-law's friends came to the funeral and, um, overall, even though it was a 13 month period, it just seemed so quick, so fast, you know, and a lot of people just didn't quite have time to process. Um, her passing so while everybody was so sad at the funeral and you know they do that whole which I'll I'll never understand this but where people walk in the viewing part of it people walk in and they shake the family's hand and then they take one last look at the casket and then they go sit down before the, the service begins um, April and I were the comedic relief and I'm realizing that you know quite a few people that probably made them very awkward that as we're shaking their hand we're cracking jokes with them and April and I are cracking jokes between the two of us and um I know that that took some people aback and they were probably thinking oh, are you happy that she's gone Are you, you know why are you why are you not sad why are you not crying why are um but April and I, in that moment, really felt the need to remind people that, yeah, we're sad that she's no longer with us, but bigger than that, we're happy because we know where she is. Yeah, You know, her salvation was secure. We, She was a godly woman. We knew where she went. Um, and so for us, it was more of a celebration time, but people just quite didn't understand that. And that was our way. Of dealing and coping. And coping Otherwise, yeah. I think April and I, we loved our mother-in-law dearly. And I think we probably would have been a hot messes standing up there <laughs> had we not been laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, anyway. It's,
0: it's. Uh, I mean, of course, it's not everybody's... Cup of tea. Cup of tea or need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are quite a few people that cope with humor mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's it's I think it's unfair for people who don't to automatically condemn that oh, sure. as something wrong because you cope differently. Um, I mean, it's it's not it's not wrong to to laugh. It's not wrong to find the humor in things and the joy in things. Uh, it's it's very important in our lives actually and in our faith to keep ourselves humble. Uh, keeps us smiling, helps us fight pain, and cope in a safe way. Frankly, humor is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back Row Radio, in fact, has a community on Facebook. Uh, it's a group called Back Row Baptist Church, which is a fake church. We're not a cult. Uh, <laughs> not a cult. Uh, but uh, you don't have to be a Baptist to join as well. Uh, but all we really do is share Christian memes and Babylon Bee stories and just do our best to make each other laugh and make social media and the Internet in general a more fun place because, uh, gosh, it's getting really tiresome yeah. really quick mm-hmm. with all the seriousness. Uh, so we'd love for you to uh, join that group. We would welcome you in the group if you're listening to this right now because that means you're somebody that we know we get along with. And uh. there's,
1: there's enough <laughs> of us on that group that are posting regularly that yeah. it's going to fill up your news feed. Right. And with at just first, happy stuff. Yeah. See, and here's <laughs> the thing, Matt. I, gotta, I just got to tell you. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, one more Baptist meme, <laughs> one more. Anyway, um, but then I got to thinking. And where Chris and I were in our marriage five years ago, I needed humor in yeah. that time. You know, I needed to feel, I needed to watch things on television that made me laugh. I needed to listen to things on the radio that made me laugh. I needed to read things that made me laugh because my my life was depressing. Yeah. You know, it I felt like it had hit rock bottom and I inwardly with every ounce of me was just sad and gloomy. Mm-hmm. And I needed that constant whatever I can't think of the word, constant input, you know, just filling all of my other senses with good things. Mm-hmm. Cuz if I'm filling it if I'm already feeling gloomy and depressed and then I'm filling it with gloomy and depressing things, That I'm not doing anything good for my mental stability, my emotional stability, you know, and then therefore as a mom, I'm not going to do any good for my kids and their mental and emotional stability. Um, So that to me is why it is so necessary and so important to have humor in Mm -hmm. our life. You never know. We don't need it just in the happy times. We need it. Every ounce of us needs it in the bad times.
0: Yep absolutely uh the last thing i want to share with you guys is uh something we actually shared in the first podcast we ever did and it's the clown's prayer you might have heard of this before um but the late great chris farley on snl uh or of snl fame and of course several movies that i'm sure most of you've seen like tommy mm-hmm. boy and black sheep mm-hmm. and uh was it beverly hills ninja too where he played
1: was he in beverly hills Ninja? i'm
0: pretty sure he was the the ninja wasn't he
1: oh i don't remember I'm pretty i just sure really was. remember black sheep
0: but yeah black sheep and tommy <laughs> boy are the classics uh with david spade uh but yeah he used to read this uh often out loud before each of his performances uh chris certainly wasn't perfect uh he struggled with a lot of addictions and bad habits but uh he did desire to be better in fact uh he had you know he had a, his own pastor his pastor's name was matt foley If you recognize that name as a character from SNL that he used, which was the motivational speaker, Matt Foley, the living in a van down by the river guy. I wasn't
1: allowed to watch that. You didn't watch that back then? Oh, You got to watch that. That's a classic character. There's a funny story there, too, that I'll tell you later. (laughs)
0: But anyway, uh, he used to read this. uh, The clown's prayer goes like this. As I stumble through this life, help me to create more laughter than tears, dispense more cheer than gloom, spread more joy than despair. Never let me become so indifferent that I will fail to see the wonders in the eyes of a child or the twinkle in the eyes of the aged. Never let me forget that my total effort is to cheer people, make them happy, and forget momentarily all the unpleasantness in their lives. And in my final moment may I hear you whisper, When you made my people smile, you made me smile.
1: Mm, that's good.
0: And I think that we what we've said today goes hand in hand with the scripture of mm-hmm. Psalm 126 two, which says Then our mouths was or then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy, and then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for me and for Mo. Mm-hmm. and that is why we choose to laugh Absolutely. and we hope that you get to laugh along with us here on these morning shows it is Manic Monday we got some more rock music coming your way for the rest of this hour stick around we'll be back at the very bottom of the hour to close out the show with our Bible verse and thought for the day Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Shows. We're about to close it out. Uh, we're going to share with you the Bible verse for the day and the thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Isaiah 43, 11 and 12. I, even I am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God.
1: And our thought for the day comes from Ravi Zacharias. An opinion is something that you hold, but a conviction is what holds you.
0: Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits smashed up together into a podcast for you on backrowradio.com.
1: And of course, thank you to our sponsor, the ebook *Easy Church Holiday Plays* by Joshua Powell.
0: Tune in tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the back nine, our top nine song countdown. Find out what is sitting at number one this week on Back Row Radio. There's also an encore at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. If you well, you just don't want to miss it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't miss it. Of course. Mo, what's the final word?
1: Uh go laugh about something today.
0: <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back.
1: Bye.